attitudes of sexual integrity. This is episode 27, an amendment to an old episode. ASI247.org. My name is Russ Shaw. This is, uh, it's 2014, March, as I'm recording this right now. I am amending this show because there's a lot of just outdated um, material in it and content and stuff that I talked about. I did about 14 minutes of self-promotion of this episode. Um, Not just self-promotion, but promotion of the ASI podcast. At the time when I had recorded this episode 27 of season one originally, uh, I was like the only guy doing it. I was the only guy with a podcast for sex addicts way back in 2006. Today, there's a lot more of them. Thank God for that. Because I'm... uh, I'm kind of an edgy dude. I'm a different type of a person when it comes to this kind of um, Christian ministry, if you call it that, right? Um, yes, I am a Christian unapologetically. This is not a bait and switch, all right? But I'm not a real religious guy. And sometimes that could get on the nerves of some of the religious types. And w- the atheist types just don't get me. That much at all. Anyway, but basically, this show is about behavior change, right? It's about having a a bad habit that needs to be broken and being very diligent about going after that and having that changed. I'm writing a book and I'm voicing a book at the time, which I will be uh, publishing on my own, actually a company I started years ago, which is just a website, uh, digitalaudioproject.com, before I had the ASI247.org URL, which you can go to now, and that is the official website of the ASI podcast. Um, I had Digital Audio Project, so I say Russ, you know, send me an email, Russ at Digital Audio Project, and that was the old website, but originally I... I had a kind of a dream of publishing audio books or audio data and downloadable files, uh, and now I'm uh, hopefully going to make that a reality. Um, so again, this episode, I'm amending it because of that that old content. I talk about a lot of old, and you'll probably hear some of that, but if you go to the website, asi247.org, You click on the link tab, links, um, and you'll see a bunch of different podcasts that you can also listen to that deal in the area of sexual integrity. Uh, Dustin Daniels was a guest that I had on the show uh, just a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Um, Crystal Renal, Renal of, uh, I think that's how you say it, right, of Dirty Girls Ministry, who is a female 
that uh, does a podcast now. Uh, you can listen to that if you're a, a woman struggling in this area. I had emails, a lot of emails from women over the years. This is not just a boys club thing. And Crystal has written a book. And her and her partner uh, in crime over there at Dirty Girls Ministry or DGM, Jenny, have started this podcast. And uh, yeah, so I encourage you to listen to them. Um, my friend Jeff Fisher, right? Top tips for sexual purity has got a podcast. Uh, man, I know there's some others I'm, I'm probably forgetting, and I apologize if you're out there, but I am totally glad that you're doing this kind of work. I'm, I'm glad that I'm not the only one out there uh, talking about this issue today in 2014. Um, the way I do go about talking about this may be unique um, to some people. I try and dig a little deeper Right, I, I know that there's steps that you can take, and but it's it's part of this addiction, man. Part of taking this thing on is is doing that and having the motivation to do that and what that looks like. I want to play you a little excerpt from the book. Uh, hopefully, this will make the cut. <laughs> but uh, it, it has to do with um, it, with fighting this addiction, with your attitude towards it, and uh, here you go. Fighting this addiction is going to take an attitude change, all right? Heart change comes from attitude change. Attitude change comes from understanding your opponent. Um, your addiction, your proclivity, your compulsion as a sex addict is your enemy, all right? The Bible is going to say over and over again this flesh versus spirit battle that we all have, that if we, we feed our flesh or we feed our spirit. For example, Galatians 5, 16 through 18 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires are of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So there's these attitudes of, you know, instruction. Like, if I just do the steps, do the things, then I'll succeed. But the truth is, that can be part of your flesh too. There has to be an internal, deeper, spiritual motivation. So, approaching your uh, recovery with this fighting metaphor, with this opponent, with seeing your addiction as an enemy that needs to be uh, dealt with, um, a bully that exists inside of your being, right? I mean, I, I felt like that. Like, this thing is a 500-pound gorilla that yanks my chain, especially when I was alone, and brought me back to this sick compulsion. And I had to fight it. And looking at my opponent like a bully on the playground, right? Now, I'm not encouraging that kids should fight. But, I mean, as as men, as boys, and sometimes women, my wife had a situation like this when she was in school. She was telling me, someone just bullying you, someone picking on you, someone who won't leave you alone. See, 
there's one way of looking at this, and this is a instruction-based thing, right? Like I gotta do these instructions, knock out this list of things, and then I'll have uh, I'll have this thing kicked. No, you gotta fight your opponent, and you gotta have that kind of attitude because if you don't, you'll make excuses for why you can't do the steps. Does that make sense? If you don't look at this with an opponent attitude with a boxing I'm going to take on this bully I'm not going to be owned by this guy anymore I'm going to fight back today if you come at this thing with that attitude you're less likely to go back to the same excuses that you made before for not doing the things you know you need to do so that's how you approach it. Like I, You get up in the morning, I am going to fight this thing today, I'm going to crank out 90 days, which is a good place to start. 90 days is uh, uh, neurologically is going to help you break this habit, but you're also going to deal with the emotional aspect of it. And starting out, man, you're going to deal with your attitude. Why is it that you coddle your bully? All right? You're done with that. You're done listening to it. You're done reasoning with it. You're going to fight it. You're going to march out of that gate, right? That very heavy gate. You're going to open that thing up and you're going to march out on the field. And when that thing tempts you, and when you feel that tap, tap on your shoulder, right? You're going to punch back. You're going to fight back. You're going to use some of these strategies that I'm talking about in this book to fight this thing. There has to be an internal, deeper, spiritual motivation. See, we all will obey something. It's like that lyric from that Lecrae song, Power Trippin', you know, where we're all like Pinocchio and we choose our Geppetto, you know? We're all on strings to a certain degree when it comes to our appetites and, and our passions and the things that we like. You know, the guy who says, well, I just want to be obedient to myself. It's like, okay, well, what's your, what does that look like? What's your critical reasoning behind that? Because you have appetites and rituals and desires and social structures and things that you consider normal. And all of those things make up who you are. And they're all things that you do and will obey. Are they not? Hope will rise as we become more than conquerors through the one who loved the world. Hiding on death and all anything else can pull us apart. We are joined as one by your blood.
So yes, be looking for that soon. I have a goal of getting it done by the end of March, maybe the end of April. But uh, at least the audio part, the, the voice part. The other book, maybe another year, to be honest with you. I have a lot more to say in that. It's a lot more... Um, a lot more philosophical and a lot less geared towards Christian consumption. My other book, I really want to write something about sexuality in the 21st century, and and hopefully it makes sense to to a lot of people, not just Christians. Uh, um, ASI 247.org. Send me an email, Russ at ASI 247.org. And uh, let me know what you think. How is uh, how are things hitting you? How are how is this working out? Are these uh, are these interesting? Are they making an impact? Let me know. Again, Russ at asi two four seven dot org. My Twitter handle is at Russ Shaw, all one word. The good news about you know the facts of sexual addiction today is that it is. Uh, it's not something that that society and culture can ignore anymore, and even the secular uh, psychology, right? The psychologists and the mental health professionals are now starting to become aware of the debilitating addiction that is pornography addiction. So they're talking about pornography addiction in ways that are like you know heroin and crack cocaine and that are debilitating so this is new research that's come up and they can prove the, the bad effects of pornography on the brain and how it's rewiring the brains of young men and how young men addicted to pornography are going through um, erectile dysfunction at the age of like 24 25 years old uh, stuff like this this is some newer research around this area so um, that has spawned on some new um, websites and, and podcasts and places to get help I also wanted to point you towards some other resources that you know I was in this episode that I recorded back in 2006 uh, I pointed to a few resources but now there's just a lot more out there um, my friend John Glisson has an online community for those who struggle with sexual integrity called the Purity Report. Uh, you can Google that at the PurityReport.org or .com. Uh, it's on the website again, ASI247.org. I think it's towards the bottom of the homepage. I have a link to his uh, forum there. A more of a secular approach uh, to this. There's the Cando guys who uh, they do a podcast as well. I think I'm saying that right. Um, no fap. If you if you go to Reddit, Reddit is a large online community that exists for blogging and forums. And no fap. It's N O F A P. Is a community there. It's more of a, again more of a secular thing. There's a lot of Christians on there too, which is great. But they they have another uh, community for folks who struggle with sexual addiction. Their tagline, I believe, is take part in the ultimate challenge or partake in the ultimate challenge, which is, you know, for starters, giving up pornography for 90 days, which I think is a very good goal. Uh, and they point to some of this research more on the atheist biological side of the, uh, 
the spectrum, right? Dealing in the, the area of evolutionary biology, pointing to that and bringing up some, some stuff with that. So that's their approach. The guy who heads up NoFap, the guy who started it, young man, uh, but uh, would call himself an atheist. So while they don't, they don't hate that you talk about uh, religion, right? Your religion, um, they don't encourage it either. It's kind of uh, the 12-step approach to this. Uh, I talk about my faith and I talk about where I, I place my hope. Um, and no one's called me, you know, a jerk or uh, <laughs> gone after me for that. So, and I'm not a religious guy either, right? I, I've talked about that before. Um, <laughs> my issues with religion. My savior is Jesus Christ, not religion. There's a big, big difference. Uh, the religious people crucified Christ, right? And, and being that he was who he said he was, uh, the authority that he said he was, he actually came back three days later. So there's that, all right? Just human history, all right? Not religion. <laughs> anyway, um, NoFap has some great tools for you in, in taking this thing on. So they have different badges. So they take some of the 12-step approach with um, recognition and accomplishing goals. I really like that they have a system where you, uh, once you sign up, you start a daily number, right? Like, uh, boom, this is the last, my last relapse, and you start numbering your days. It'll count your days for you. The badges on NoFap, which I think is, is really cool. Um, and again, the Purity Report uh, is a great place where you're more than welcome to talk about your faith and how Scripture interacts with your day-by-day -day life and and having more of a, a, a real deeply Christian approach to it's almost good to do both just because I like the tools on NoFap for you you know I, I, people say that oh I don't want to count my days or I don't want to be all like that with this um, I, just from my professional standpoint, I don't consider myself a professional, by the way, as a coach and a guy who's walked alongside of many people with this addiction. Man, can I tell you something? It is really important that you have accountability, some kind of a plan, some kind of a, a way that you can look back and say, wow, that's how many days I've gone without this thing. It is important, all right? So however you do it, you know, whether it's NoFap or Through the Flame has a kind of a counter that you can do, right? I mean, there's apps now, apps today that you can you can download to help count your days. Um, there's software that you can put on your devices. T-Mobile has a thing called WebGuard. I have WebGuard on, on my, you know, account. Sometimes it's a pain in my butt. I'm not a guy who who really needs that kind of stuff today. It's not like I'm going searching for this thing, but I, I do, it, it does, you know, give me some integrity in this area. If I'm going to tell people to do it, then I'm going to do it. I don't have that stuff on my computers, but, you know, as far as my mobile device is concerned, WebGuard is, is a pretty good tool that T-Mobile will set up. I think they automatically, by default, will set it up on your account when you open an account with T-Mobile. Uh, for parental controls, but I would just, if you're struggling with this thing, man, WebGuard is a great place to start, if not also adding other 
uh, tools to to guard you from. It's like an extra fence that you would put up in your place. It's not your savior, all right? It's not going to stop the desire, right? I mean, you're still going to be tempted outside of the the little guard or the triple X churches, you know, X3 accountability software, that kind of stuff. All that stuff is great. But again, you know, you got to deal with the hard issues attached to this. Truth be told, you have to start somewhere. Counting your days is a great place to start, as well as deleting all of your porn, all right? Whatever porn you have, you delete it. If you have videotapes or magazines, I don't care if they're collector's items. You throw them in a wood chipper or a fire or take them to a dumpster somewhere. Get rid of them. All right, you gotta start there. You start by getting rid of all your porn. You start by counting the day one to start and getting some kind of uh, accountability software and or blocking software. Also, telling another human being about it, all right? And listen, all of this online stuff is great, but it does not take away from having eye-to-eye, face-to-face relationships, whether that be in a 12-step group or a Christian group like the Samson Society, um, the Pirate Monk radio show. That's another podcast. That's a great podcast to listen to. Um, Nate Larkin and his book, and and there's groups all over the the United States and probably the world uh, that you can plug into, Samson Society groups. You can get that information on on his website. And again, that's linked on the ASI uh, website, ASI247.org. But again, being in a church with non-religious, churchy-church, judgy people that you can actually be open with, that you can let behind the counter in your life... All right, there's there's no replacement for that. That you can actually be real with it. You can build friendships that are a little deeper than just the kind of surfacey talking about the weather and the and the football game or the basketball game or where right? Uh, real meaningful relationships with people that could walk with you cuz life is hard, man. And and the heart stuff that goes on under the surface Man, you don't have to deal with that alone. And that's what a great, healthy, gospel-believing, Jesus-centered church can do. And it's, it's, it's invaluable, you know. I heard this one woman saying, you know, I just, I don't go to church because I don't like organized religion and I have a hard time with that. And I love God and I love Jesus and I read my Bible and I, I just kind of do that on my own in my home. And and I'm thinking, all right, but you do not understand the life-giving freedom and, and love and interaction and companionship and the not being alone. This, this life-giving energy that you can get from a healthy Christian fellowship, all right? Again, I'm not talking about churchy church, judgy, finger-pointy religion. All right. I'm not talking about having a bunch of neat Christian boys and girls that you hang out with. I'm talking about godly people who are open and real and are not afraid to talk about their flaws and are willing to love you and walk alongside you, man. That, that kind of thing is, again, priceless. Community, 
All right, community, counting your days, deleting your porn. If you haven't done those three things, you haven't really started yet. Russ at ASI247.org. If you've never told anybody about your addiction, I'm a great place to start. You can share it with me. You kind of know me a little bit, right? We've been hanging out. <laughs> at least I've been, I've been hanging out in your earbuds, maybe. Or maybe this is a start, all right? I have struggled with this thing. I've seen way more victory in my life than I deserve or thought was even possible. And I want you to feel that too. I want you to know the kind of victory that I have, that I'm living now. And it, man, it's going to take some effort. It's going to take some work. It's going to take getting honest. It's going to take getting uncomfortable to a certain degree. But man, I love you and I want to see you free from this, all right? That's why I keep doing this. That's why, you know, what, seven years removed from this here episode, I'm still picking up this mic, and I've seen people get free, and I'm seeing lives changed, and I'm seeing people develop a, a deeper spiritual reality and relationship with their creator and the lover of their soul, and that's why I continue to do this. All right? So... Anyway, there is some good content here in this episode, so I'm going to hand it over to Russ in 2006, <laughs> back over to, to me, all right? Uh, I've grown some, grown a lot since these older episodes, but uh, this is still some good content right here, dealing with uh, the secrets, the communication, the ask and not telling someone all right there you go and listen one day at a time is a great stress reducing sabbath kind of place that you can rest in all right like it reduces our stress to just realize all right one day at a time but that one day at a time is also working your plan and having a plan it's not an excuse not to have a plan so today I want you to make a decision that you're gonna do one if not all three of those things that I challenged you with today start in a community even if that's an online community start it today delete all of your pornography and if you have any physical pornography you take it out to the wood chipper to the burning barrel to whatever it is a friend that you trust I'd be knocking off the other step too all right it would be listen bring it to a friend burn it get rid of it uh, and and the third would be to start today that you're gonna mark today as number one all right it's today it's now I'm going to start today. I am done with pornography. I am done with this thing ruling my life. And I'm going to start a day at a time with number one starting today. Um, again, one day at a time. Relax in that. Keep moving forward. Have a plan. Keep listening to this podcast. Click the subscribe button, all right? I love hanging out with you. Right, you can hang out with me, put me in your earbuds, I'll coach you along. Again, I'm not a psychotherapist, I'm not a professional, I don't have any certification in any kind of life coaching. 
Uh, I've looked into that, and it was just stuff I disagree with. So I don't know if I did start my own, I'd be my own certification, which would be weird. So uh, again, I'm just a friend, all right? I'm just a guy that's been through it. I know how you feel. I know what you're going through. And you're more than welcome to listen, to, to, to hang out with me in this podcast, all right? I love you guys. I mean that sincerely. I'm going to hand it over to 2006 Russ, all right? 2014 Russ is going to hand the podcast over to 2006 Russ to, to end out this this show to, so you can hear what you meant to hear if you saw that title. I don't know, um, but tomorrow's coming. Tomorrow's coming. So yes, rest in one day at a time. Get down on your knees and pray. Do some business with your creator and the lover of your soul. Talk to Jesus Christ. He does love you. If you're not a Christian, if you've not made that decision, man, I I, I welcome you to become a Christian. God loves you. He's forgiven you. It's done. Your sins are forgiven past, present, and future. Find some time to just get alone with God and and surrender your life to Him. Because that's what He's after, man. He wants you. He loves you. He's been following you and pursuing you. It's no accident that you're listening to me right now. Um, so I, I just pray that you build that so powerful relationship with Christ. I am not Mr. Self-Disciplined. I'm not. Um, if not for the power, it's strength that I've received from the Holy Spirit by pressing into Him, by first making that choice to, to surrender to King Jesus, to run to, not from, in shame, right? To run to God because he loves me, not from him with this shameful, oh, he hates me attitude. That's not true. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Listen, as someone who's struggled with sexual addiction for a long time and felt totally hopeless, and man, I, I feel we're kindred spirits to a certain degree, all right? I welcome you to hang out with me in these podcasts. Again, I'm not Mr. Know-Everything. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a priest, pastor. I'm not a therapist. But I do know the struggle. And I have seen more victory than I even thought possible. And all I can do is show you the door. Alright? I will point you towards doors. But it's you that's going to have to open them. Okay? It's not just... Do this thing and you'll be free. It's actually opening that door and walking through it. I can't do that for you. No one can do that for you. That's something you have to do on your own. All right? But there's freedom on the other side because tomorrow is coming for you. I'm going to leave you with a bumper by the band 6AM. It was 2014 Russ is going to uh, say goodbye and, and, and on the other side of this bumper you'll be listening to 2006 Russ and it's me and I'm still free and I'm still clean today man and I want you to know 
that there is hope. Just look at yourself. Do you like what you see? Look at yourself. Is this how it should be? So I wanted to also leave you with a, another little strategy that I talked about uh, a few episodes back of intimacy, getting you to uh, open up a little bit more intimately. I talked about how if you're hurt, just say that, say ouch maybe, but go a little deeper than that. You know, sometimes we get in dialogues with our wife or our husband or our spouse or our kids or our boss or just people in our lives, and instead of uh, we feel like they're telling us things, Maybe look at it as a question and ask the question back. You know, when somebody says something like, like me, for example, if my wife says something like, uh, I wish you would treat me as more of a priority or I wish you, I felt more loved by you. You know, a lot of times I could listen to that and just close up and say, yeah, whatever. She doesn't feel loved by me. That's me. I'm just a screw up, I guess, you know, and I would just fold up in my mind right there. Instead, maybe go a step farther and just ask the questions, you know. Say, by that, do you mean you wish I would focus a little bit more on you and not so much on work? Or you wish I would be more into you when I'm at home or be with the kids while I'm at home instead of having my mind on other things? Is that what you mean by that? You know, ask the questions, Get the answers. Get that extra notch, that extra level of intimacy, because that's what intimacy is. It is simply getting into another person's head and helping them understand where you're coming from. That's what intimacy is. It's kind of like networking computers together. You open up different files and you share different files and folders on your computer with other computers. That's what you're doing in your own mind. You are letting that person in a little bit. And when it gets to an emotional level, a heart level, that dropping that 18 inches, sometimes the longest distance in your life, going from your mind to your heart, that can be powerful. And that can be a, a way that we connect with another person that intimate level connection will start to take away some of that desire to go back to the pornography. Start thinking about that stuff. So I want you to maybe implement that today, this week. Try and ask more questions. Ask, don't tell. No, that's not like a military thing. Don't ask, don't tell. No, it's ask. Don't tell someone how you're feeling. Ask them how you're feeling. When someone is talking to you or telling you something, maybe look at it as a question. So... By telling me that, are you actually saying, you see what I'm talking about there? Getting them to understand where you're coming from when they tell you something. Maybe rephrase it in the form of a question. That comes from psychology information nowadays, and it also comes from the Bible. That's what Jesus did. Jesus many, many times would answer 
a question with a question because he wanted to know what was behind the question. What was the motivating factors behind the question that people were asking? So try and work on that this week. Get in that with your relationships with folks and, and start to maybe open people up to your way of thinking or the way you're thinking, the way you're feeling about a certain thing. And just try that this week. So you may be asking yourself, that all sounds great, Russ, but what does that mean? You have this assignment for me to do this week, and I don't get it quite yet. Well, let me uh, help you out a little, if I could, here. Um, I want to read you something from Dr. Gearhart's book, Say Goodbye to Stubborn Sin, which I strongly encourage you to buy. Page 96 of Say Goodbye to Stubborn Sin is uh, the treatment plan, Listen. When it comes to dealing with situations and people, this tendency to automate your responses happens very naturally, so it may be tough to spot. You may have dealt disrespectfully with your boss so many times that now it has become a reflex. Now it affects the tone of nearly every response you make to him. You do it without thinking. Do you always respond with frustration and anger? Have past disappointments led to conditioned response which you are always expecting failure? Maybe a series of hurts has led you to knee-jerk attacks against anyone who offers any slightest criticism. Do painful emotions surge at the mere mention of a person's name? Maybe you find yourself responding with sarcasm way too often. Is that how you respond? You know, is that just one of your conditioned responses? What what turns you? I'm trying to identify what may be driving you back to the behavior. What may be driving you to attack one another if you're in a relationship? My take on that, as a, a guy who's dealt with this stuff, is the ask don't tell analogy. Um, am I telling myself these emotional responses or am I catching myself and asking why do I have that response? For example, if I say, Dad, Mom, my spouse, what kind of knee-jerk emotional reactions come to mind when I say you know, these words? Can it be withdrawal, disrespect, respect, resentment, or joy? What is our emotional response? Is it good or bad? For us addicts, it's usually bad. Very bad. Afraid to ask why. We're afraid to ask why, so we push the compactor button, the trash compactor button on our emotions. Somebody says something to us that we uh, disagree with or may hurt us to a certain level, and we either respond with anger, push the anger button, verbally go on an attack or we push the compactor button which was my favorite button you know I would push my trash compactor button and I would take those emotions and just swallow them down just pushing that trash you know way down deep and what usually happens with the trash compactor usually there's an accordion type of thing that goes on and all that stuff just comes back up to the surface and that can come out as Addictions can come out as my emotional response to my wife and what's going on in our relationship. So that's what I want my challenge for you is this week is to check those emotional responses and watch your, your reactions to your spouse, your husband, and the way you react in your situations. Uploading Friday anyways, and I just want you to watch that. Never give up. Try and... Forgive yourself 
for the way you've reacted in the past is another one. You know, we are not good at this stuff, usually us addicts. Our hearts have been wounded, our hearts have been injured, so we react in this way, in this manner. How can we change that? One of the biggest things is to forgive yourself when you do fail. When something comes up and you know you should be taking it on, but you push the trash compactor button or you push the anger button, one of the biggest ways to, to conquer that, to react to that, is to forgive yourself. You know, forgive yourself for your past failures. Forgive yourself for not being strong enough in the past to deal with your relationships. To take on those situations. To ask the questions when something hits your heart, wounds you in a certain way. Say, ouch, you know, inside yourself. And then respond with a question. Don't tell the other person how you're feeling or how they should feel. But ask them, why are you having this response? Why, When you say something like, you never... Uh, or you always make me feel unimportant. You know, never and always are big ones. So you think I never have ever made you feel important? You know, you respond with that question, and usually that question will be followed by, well, not lately you haven't, you know, if we're dealing with our wives or our husbands, ladies. Men and women are totally different in this situation. Men are not real relational creatures. We do not have a habit mainly through our upbringing is a big one, but we don't have habits that help us create relationships. You know, we usually try and mask our relationships. We try and throw up our facades in front of somebody. And, you know, it's just unhealthy, and it drives us back towards pornography or working too much or whatever we can do to detach or unplug ourselves from our relationships with our wives, our spouses, our kids, our church, um, stuff like that. Watching your emotional responses. You know, withdrawal is a big one. That's kind of pushing that trash compactor. Why do we do that? What pushes our buttons causes us to withdraw is a big one. When you can put your hands on that, when you can put your fingers on that and say, this is what causes me to withdraw. This is what causes me to have this emotional reaction. That is huge. When you can start identifying those feelings, even when they hurt, even when it's painful, it will change your world. So, I hope I've uh, given you some tools to uh, work on this week. Work on your intimacy, some intimacy strategies for you. Leave me a review, if you could, on iTunes or Yahoo or Podcast Alley. I'd sure appreciate it. Uh, get on some blogs out there, and when you're in, have downtime or lone time, you know, instead of going to where you know you're going to fail, or go into those dark places when your mind starts to try and drive you to the computer, you know, get on a blog and start talking about your emotional responses. Why are you reacting in a way that's wanting to drive you towards pornography? Start asking those questions on a blog site, like on Triple X Church or something like that, or Men of Integrity, or one of these blogs where you can get this stuff out of you, where you can start to express your your frustration with your own sinful, fleshy nature. Taking down the enemy type of strategy, type of you're going to conquer this thing when you can start to get that stuff out of you from the inside out, flowing from inside you out of you. It works, man. Trust me. It's worked for me.
Or if you don't want to blog and you feel like you just need a safe place to express your emotions, to express all that junk inside you, you can send me an email. So I know blogging may be scary. You're kind of putting yourself out there for the world to read. But I think that's important as well. But like I say, if you just want to uh, send me an email and just have it between you and me, we can do that. If you want to share it with the listeners on the show, let me know. I can use your first name if you want me to. I usually don't use more than a first name, or I don't have to use your name at all. But just understand that I want to be there for you. I want you to get this stuff, this this junk, this emotional trash compactor stuff up out of you. That's my birds in the background, by the way, if you're wondering what that old chickadee thing is back there. Those are my finches. And uh, I got them here in the living room. I'm doing the show here in the living room on my notebook computer. And apologize for all the noise in the background, but yeah, the finches add an extra touch, don't you think? Or are they distracting? I don't know. So until next week, thanks for listening. Russ at digitalaudioproject.com. Or if you're a female struggling with this issue, you can contact Michelle at m at digitalaudioproject.com. That's the letter M at digitalaudioproject.com. Hope to have some uh, links to some blogs and stuff that I can throw up soon. I need to do more shows on that type of thing. So I'll, I read all your emails. I respond to all your emails. I've been getting a lot of, lot of email lately, and I appreciate that. I will respond to every email that is sent to me. I just want you to know that. It may take me some time. If I haven't responded to your email on a show or in person, uh, please uh, understand that I'm, I'm working on all of this stuff, keeping it all flowing, and I will respond to you. I will. I promise. Thanks again for listening. This is Matthew West. Never give up. Remember to forgive yourself for your failures. God has forgiven you. Understand that. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so no one can boast. Your gift of salvation is a gift. It's just that. It's a gift. You have been giving grace. There is no can't earn it. There is no next week. shame Bye. No pointing fingers There is no blame What happened yesterday Has disappeared The dirt has washed away And now it's clear There's only grace There's only love only mercy and believe me, it's enough. Your sins are gone without a trace, and there's nothing left now. There's only grace. You're starting. Stepping forward now, a new life has begun. Your new life has begun. And there's only grace, and there's only love.
only love There's only mercy and believe me It's enough, it's enough Your sins are gone without a trace And there's nothing left now And there's only 